We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> We're back. Guess who's back? Back. Uh, it's been a hot minute, but we are back. Uh, we have uh, Warren Bex. I almost said Karen Bex, but nope, it's Warren Bex um, with Girls Gone Raw. Back again, and today we're talking about senior dogs. Because, well, we both have senior dogs, and we have a lot of senior dogs that come into the shop. You know, depending on the breed of your dog and the size and all that, I mean, if... Um, you know, some dogs, especially large breed dogs, are considered in their golden years by the age of six. Mm-hmm. So smaller dogs, maybe not till 10. Yeah. But, you know, if you have a dog somewhere in there, you're kind of already looking into those, piercing into those golden years. Yeah, and so, not even that. I feel like these are things that you want to keep in mind if you want to have a dog that lives into senior years, because a lot of it's things that you want to get on right away. And be prepared for because it's, you know, especially with joint health, which is the biggest thing. I think that the damage for that starts in their young to middle years. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you're feeding like puppy formulas and stuff like that with all the phosphorus in there. These puppies growing way too fast. I I have a lot of uh, we have a lot of customers that have like bigger dogs, Mm. bigger puppies, and they're already doing some joint support. Just like Greenland muscle. People are going for those giant breeds these days, I feel like. Yeah. a A lot of big dogs out there. Peers and bernies um, and things, things. So it, for me, diet is, and I, of course, I'm maybe a little biased on this, but diet is probably the most important thing when we're talking about senior dogs. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. obviously with age comes high risk of, of disease. So dental, yeah. kidney, heart, liver, um, and obesity and inflammation in the gut and in the joints. Hormonal disorders, exactly. inflammation-driven disorders, yeah. And a lot of lifestyle lifestyle disease, too, like you said, the diabetes, the arthritis, obesity, things like that. Yeah, and all these things that can be, um, I'm not going to say they can all be fixed or, you know, healed with just diet, but I, I don't think they can be, I don't think they can be healed without adjusting the diet or without fixing yeah, the diet, no. making sure you're feeding, you know, real food. Especially if it's been going on for a long time. Um, but you know, most of my adult life and the entire time that I've been in this career, I've had senior dogs. I had a yellow lab who passed a couple years ago at, I think she was 17 or very close to it. She had had cancer most of her life. She is one of the girls behind girls gone raw. Um, bell, my chocolate lab is turning 14 this summer and she's, you know, relatively speaking for a dog who also has been struggling with breast cancer and and things like that for most of her life she's fit as a fiddle and then um i adopted sunshine this year who we think is about 10 and she came with her old lady problems so i have spent a lot of time trying to tweak and tailor and figure out what the best things are because you can only supplement too much before you're over supplementing you got to kind of pick and choose the best systems to support and find the best ways to do that. That's a good point. A lot of people, um, including myself, find myself to having to kind of dial back with with supplements all the time because yeah. you kind of get caught up in all these things. And it's, um, you know, all of a sudden you're, you got seven, yeah. especially seven in the, supplements. You're like doing the, in the health meal. food market that we live in now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's popular. So now there's a lot out there and it's hard to wade through the good and, and the bad, but there's a lot of good out there. But in general, yeah, supportive nutrition, I think, picking a good diet. And, you know, I get a lot of people that are like, well, my dog's too old. He's been on low quality kibble his whole life. It's too late to switch now. It absolutely is not. Um, no. I'm not saying maybe switch your dog from Benefold to full homemade raw right now, but I'm also not saying that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say do no, it. Just do it slow. Yeah. Feed yeah. the dog in front of you. If your dog can overnight. switch overnight. Sunshine um, went from God knows what she was eating um, they sent me with a bag of prescription kibble, um, and I switched her to raw the day that I got her. She didn't skip a beat, immediately like made a turnaround. So, How interesting. You got to know the dog in front of you, I think. I did that with June, too. Of course, she was a puppy. 
We just yeah. did a cold turkey raw food, and that was she never had a bad stool. Yeah, just I tried. She well, wasn't actually, eating her I anyway, made so. like a fifty-fifty. I'd gotten a bag of like freeze-dried raw with her kibble, and I was like, we're gonna just like mix it and see how she does. A little bit of goat milk, because um, she had mange and all sorts of dermatitis when I got her. Um, and she ate the meat, left the kibble, and looked at me and was like, you want me to eat that shit? And I was mm. like, no, I don't. I don't want you to eat it. Good to know. Uh, this is totally off topic, but I am um, reading this book about, uh, it's called Coyote America. Anyways, the U.S. Department of Fishing Game, like back in, I can't remember when, it was like this, maybe, I don't know, 50s or 60s, they introduced mange into the coyote population. What? To get, try to get rid of them. What a weird thing. Yeah. Well, just imagine what kind of impact that had. <laughs> like, I don't know. Some, some of the things dogs that frequently just... commingle with domestic dogs. Right. Yeah. Weird. Um, and of, of course, that's, you know, transferable to so many different species. The but, same people that um, thought that they should kill off wolves. And then we're like, oh, shit, we killed off well, all the wolves. We they did. We the wolves back. So they killed off all the wolves. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, now next we need another we need another bad guy. So they went after the coyotes. Yeah. The thing you don't know about coyotes which is super fascinating to me is that they perform a roll call. So the females will do like a roll call at night and then they start yipping and howling and stuff. And if they don't get all the responses back from all their pack, they actually will, um, their litters, they'll go from like two pups to they can go all the way up to 19. So they'll start hmm. producing more pups. So the more you kill, the more they produce. But they also have an evolutionary benefit or, or trait of only filling to the capacity of their ecosystem. So they're not like rats or, or bunnies where they just go insane. Mm -hmm. They only fill up their what they can in the ecosystem. And then they I think ecology is one of the coolest things that I took in college for sure. And then they have the fission fusion process. So they can actually break up and not be pack animals and live by themselves or live in pairs. Weird. Yeah. So they, they're impossible to get rid of. But I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not trying to get I think they're fascinating. The, the zombie really of the cool. domestic dog world yeah. or wild dog world. Well, they're just really, um, yeah. They're just really adaptable. I think people Especially are like in every city buying koi dogs or kai dogs. No, yeah. Like the. Yeah. I feel weird about that. I don't know about koi dogs. I know that they've bred with wolves now. So there's like a, a certain kind of, I can't remember what kind of wolf. It's a small wolf that they've bred with. It's like a koi. It's called a koi wolf. Hmm. And it just happened naturally. Wolves, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, yeah, that's, cool. that's not what the we're talking about today. Yeah, back to um, old dogs. But uh, so what I want to talk about, we just talked about before we started this, was the protein kind of controversy with, uh, with older dogs. It used mm. to be for a long, long time, protein was considered... They, a lot of uh, veterinarians and nutritionists thought that older dogs should get less protein. I was going to say, you're referring to like high protein, yes. low protein diets, right? Yeah, um, which we now know is not true. In fact, dogs, when, when they age, need even more protein yeah. um, just to help maintain muscle mass and um, you know, <clears> keep <throat> the organ function healthy, immune system strong. So um, I always, you know, the, for me, quality of protein is going to be extremely important. Yeah. In this, I'm not talking about adding soy or pea protein to the diet. I'm talking about adding fresh animal-based protein. That's easiest for them to, you know, break down. That's one of my favorite things that to tell people about raw food because they're like, they think it's a lot of meat. It's going to be really high protein. But I'm mm. like, actually, uh, like these raw foods are lower protein than kibble because they have the moisture and everything else yeah. mixed in. Fresh fats that are taking up more of that um, nutritional balance. So if you want low-protein Feed raw. Yeah, because raw low, food, well, low because they know that they're absorbing more of the the actual real mm -hmm. protein in there, the animal based protein. So they're not, yeah, putting a bunch of corn protein, which they're not Chick really going to be protein digesting and yeah, absorbing much of. Protein. So, um, or even these ultra rendered um, like protein meals that are basically just meat ash. I've had so many people come in lately and be like, their vets are trying to put them on the prescription diet, and then they. They like turn the background to look at the ingredients, which I'm like so proud of them for doing. Mm -hmm. And they like look at it and they're like, I don't know, like this, this doesn't so seem right. And the, vet, the vets, you can't, I mean, this isn't recorded, but the vets just kind of shrug like, uh, yeah, it's, it does, but it works is what they'll say. You know, it's like, well, that's not how that that's works. not no. all right. Um, no, but anyways, um, studies have even showed that, um, like the dog's health and longevity did not improve when fed um, a reduced reduced protein diet, even when the dogs were in kidney failures. So if that tells you anything. So yeah, what um, is um, 
Why are they wanting low protein? Is it just for kidneys? I think it's they're worried that it's going to tax the kidneys. Yeah. Yeah. But even well, dogs, like I said, just uh, they can. And I'll bet that numerous. that came from kibble because you're getting these crazy high protein yeah. foods now. Um, but they're buffered waste. with those those plant proteins that are super super hard on their bodies. Yeah. Their their bodies just are not designed to digest that kind of thing. They don't have the right enzymes. Um, it's not even good for people. You know, I'm now getting into, um, you know, this working out and I'm having to try to cram massive amounts of protein. heard about this working out thing. (laughs) It's weird. You should try it sometime. (laughs) I've got my creatine right in front of me. Oh, nice. Um, I just had some too. um, And I realized I was eating like 40 grams of protein a day and I'm like, why am I not gaining muscle? That's why. But um, that stuff works, that creatine. If you start taking like yeah. five grams or well, it, and I so taking? now I'm on like a grass fed bovine collagen yeah. that has like 20 grams of protein, but it's so hard. So I am eating builder bars and stuff, which are like a soy protein. And I know as a fact that that's inflammatory and, and stuff like that, bloated. but it's, I, I'm pretty good. I balance it out. It's yeah. just I'm not a person that's going to go make myself meat in the middle of the day. So I try to have at least Lunchables around. I'm like, what's worse, soy protein or low quality lunch meat? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer to that. Yeah, me neither. But it's hard. So anyway, back to protein. Yeah, it's it's important to choose where your proteins are coming from. Um, you know, you'd like a, a whey or like a bovine collagen protein over a soy protein. It comes same with animals and stuff. You'd rather have a beef meal than a soybean meal um, just as far as how cleanly it comes through the body and the amount of protein they're actually able to utilize from that. Yeah, and definitely while you're talking about meals, you definitely want to stay away from meat meals if you see that on a food. I don't think it ever it's just we don't know. I what's would in take there. that I would take that over yeah, well meat and bone meal, yeah. If it says specifically beef meal, it's I think that's a better alternative than a soy meal or something like For that. For sure. No, I I, I uh but we're talking about kibble in general. It's the um, lesser of evils, yeah. Yeah. It's just with meat meal you don't know what that could be that could be those are usually coming from rendering facilities. Yeah, that's when so you get Rachel Ray with her dog and yeah, cat DNA, you get, horse you know, DNA. You find dog DNA in in the dog food and, and uh roadkill and euthanized pet animals mm. and was it You know, I was actually just uh having this conversation with my friends this weekend they're like well what's so bad about kibble it's got lots of beef in it and i was like well it has all of that and they know they know (laughs) me obviously i have them all on raw of some sort um but they're young and they have their budget so they're feeding i think like a costco or or for health with their raw um and i was like yeah well it's it's all the cows that didn't quite make it for human consumption the ones that died in the field the ones that you know, got out and got hit, the ones that died on the trailer, the ones that have disease, the ones that are totally rotten, mm-hmm. um, roadkill, dogs and cats, euthanized animals, which is illegal, but it happens. Um, that's when you see recalls for phenobarbital, and that's, you know, the amount of regulation for the meats that go into pet food, not, it's it doesn't really exist. Um, the pet food industry's job is to take human industry waste. And we had talked about this. The, those AFCO meetings are pretty much yeah. just human industry representatives trying to sh- get rid of all of their waste. Yeah. So they don't want to not profit from these cows that died. So they sell these rotten horses and cows and stuff to pet food companies, um, which is a bummer because a bummer. it's, yeah, and then it's so it's so unsanitary this meat that they have to render it down into a powder that's like not even biologically representative like representative of what it used to be. So sure, it might then be sanitary, um, but it's still not high quality protein. Yeah, and that's a, a bummer. Money making business. And that's I'm I'm not kidding you. I think that's probably ninety percent of pet foods out there. So if you're like, well, I buy a good one, it's probably still that. You're just feeding scraps. And that's why I'm always, that's why my focus has always been, you know, I don't want to say kibble is kibble is kibble. I've gotten in trouble for saying that, but uh, there are some kibbles I've read than others. But my thing is if you're feeding, if you're feeding a kibble, my focus would be on what are you adding to it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're adding some goat milk to it. You're adding some, that's what uh, I tell people. some liver, some raw meat, you know, find some a food that you can afford. It's all pretty much the same until you get into the very high end kibbles that are like air dried or use grass fed meats, humanely raised meats, whatever. 
it still is high process, you know, high temperature processed a million times and you're losing a lot. Um, I'd rather you pick a good food as a base that you can afford and that your pet does well on and then supplement fresh meats. So I've started doing like just a fresh rabbit grind. So mm-hmm. that's why Canon will just add a little bit of that on top of yep. it. Some goat milk, um, some bone broth and fresh bioactive foods on there. Yeah. Um, about what yeah, you can once add. you get into those proteins and kibble, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Again, no shaming for feeding kibble. That's kind of the point is like if you're feeding kibble, I fine. still feed kibble to our six um, cats as a base. Yeah. I've kind of picked one that's a lesser of evils, and then we supplement lots of meats and lots of things on top of it. But Perfect. we have six cats, you know. Yeah. It's a lot. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. In order to give your pets the very best, you need to feed them a complete and balanced diet like Northwest Naturals. Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Find out more in our podcast show notes. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. A lot of people get mad at me when I say that. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm human. I'm sorry. I'm a single mom. They say it would you... They get upset that I still feed kibble. They're like, well, you're telling everyone to feed oh. raw. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm also telling people to do their best. Are they like... Um, uh, and I'm not exactly rich over here. Or are they... Huh? Are they house cats or are they like They're all house cats. cats. Yeah. They're all six um, adult house cats. And the only exception is my one Siamese has to have full raw because she has uh, like crystals in her urine that pop up and that she pees all over the house. Yeah. Um, and that was stress related. Um, she has, she's just a weird cat. But she gets that Austin and Cat feline formula, and the acidity from the raw food is specifically what keeps it in check, acidity and high moisture. Because I yeah. tried, um, before I could afford raw, I tried just doing bone broth or like some things to add more moisture, and that didn't help. And then yeah. I added a little bit of apple cider vinegar, and that did. And mm. then when I feed her raw, she immediately stops. Yeah, it's interesting. I know with like the prescription diets, when they come to like the urinary health ones, they've never been able to figure it out. It's always been, okay, they, they make it too acidic and then you get, you know, yeah. shoe stones and then not acidic and now you get crystal formation. So it's like, they haven't been able to figure that balance mm-hmm. out, but it's like nature already has. Yeah. You know, just me. Yeah. I mean, it's, I seriously, she'll be peeing puddles of blood. She pees in my sink. I know this mm-hmm. is sorry, really gross, but she pees in my sink and it's just constant. Actually, I, mean, that's, I feel like that's pretty convenient. I mean, out of I mean, if she's gonna if, pee anywhere, gonna pee I like that. Besides the litter that box, than my like, bath mat, yeah, the toilet. Um, but for some reason, yeah, she likes sink to pee in the sink, but it sits there, and I can see that she's bleeding, which is, mm. you know, Concerning. it's yeah. We get an episode like once a year. This was because I went on vacation, mm. and she got stressed out. She wasn't getting out enough. Whatever. And I feed her raw for like a day and a half um, with the Austin Cat Feline formula formula that has the inulin and like cranberry extract. Yeah. Done. Back to normal. After a day. Uh, yeah. And there's cats that struggle with this. That's Cats die from that, this disease that she has. That's sure. pretty common. It's very so common. kidney disease, you know, bladder disease, crystals, things like that. So it's something that um, having found a quick solution for that. Um, and now we're on cats, but I'm <laughs> like, and <laughs> back to old dog. Um, we need. But I think that that's, you know, kind of transitioning into supportive nutrition for organs in general. As they do get older, their organs yeah. get taxed. I did my dog that died at 17. She did have kidney disease. It's nothing you did wrong. It's just kind of the body works hard. The environment has a lot of toxins. We got to kind of do our best to clean up the mess. Um, and she was put on raw by our veterinarian because we were doing our best. We were feeding, yeah. I think, Origin um, and then adding some primal just kind of on our own. And we ended up with a holistic vet that put her on answers. Um, and that stopped her tumors in the tracks. I mean, she's on a lot of herbs too. Is but a vet I know. No. Mm. Um, 
Sylvia like something out in Cranberry, Cranberry PA. Um, she was awesome. We spent probably $50,000 keeping this dog healthy for her last couple of years, but she was, she had like aggressive cancers, um, that we were like, all right, we're not going to do chemicals. We're not going to do any more surgeries. She was already, um, 10 or 11 at the time. And we kept her healthy just with holistic support and props to my mom for that, you know, cause it was a lot of money. It was a lot of schlepping this dog out two hours out to Pittsburgh area once a week for late, you know, rainbow light therapy and chiropractic and mm. whatever. But this dog was swimming up into her absolute last day. Dang. Um, Quality. Cognitively healthy for the most part, you know, skeletal she had, you know, with some issues. And that's kind of what I'm dealing with now with my chocolate lab. Um, all of her organs and stuff, she's doing amazing. Um, her blood work is always like super clean. Um, she has dementia though pretty bad and so cognitive health some spondylosis which is fusing of the vertebra in the back so that's kind of what we're dealing with with her and so that's why um i kind of broke what i want to talk today down to like joint health cognitive health musculoskeletal and then immune and over body support overall body support but i'm trying to yeah. think though yeah kidneys I feel like liver is not something that you see failing a lot in dogs. Well, Mozzie has uh, liver cirrhosis that it's most likely genetic that we're dealing hmm. with. It's a sort of doing some liver tonic from adored beast, um, milk thistle. Hmm. I could see liver issues happening more in dogs that have been giving chemicals and stuff their whole lives. So. I know. I don't hear about it as much because I feel like they don't usually live long enough for that to manifest. I think he's drinking. Is it? Yeah. Have you tried therapy? <laughs> He needs to go. He Do we need to, a stage a Mozzie intervention? Yeah, maybe. Shit. I think he's drinking without anyone looking somewhere. <laughs> oh Mozzie, why? <laughs> um, I don't know. He, he hasn't been on any kind of, I mean, you know me, like no flea and tick for a long time. Yeah. Um, he's not been vaccinated in a long time, you know, but there's obviously those chemicals all around that he's exposed to. Mm -hmm. Whether I try to, you know, no matter how I try to avoid them, um, yeah. he's still going to be prone it's, it, it is what it is i mean like i said i've we've been on this crazy holistic crunchy lady journey for most of bell's life and she still has chronic like mammary tumors that just pop up and that's all hormone driven it just kind of is what it is we honestly i'm stuck in a weird weird thing because i'm i i am on the delayed spay and neuter and let them have their hormones if you can be a responsible pet owner. But at the same time, I've had two in, intact dogs and they both developed mammary cancer. So now I'm like torn on it. Yeah, I'm- I don't know I, what I'm I think anymore. With that with June right now, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I think- I've looked at Judy Morgan has some good options over as far as- spay. Hysterectomies. But it's yeah. like even Belle now, when we have an unneutered dog, so my sister has an unneutered dog, when he's in the house, she doesn't even have anything in there. Mm -hmm. It gets her hormones going enough that she'll pop two more tumors. It's the weirdest thing. And she's had like a triple mastectomy already. If there's anything, we can't have her around like male dogs because she gets hysterical about it. Um, mm -hmm. And so I do wish that we had spayed her earlier, but you know, that's off topic as well. Um, but going back to like organ support, I think Keep in mind that the skin is an organ as well. Um, reducing the chemicals that you have around your senior dogs. Um, if you have like Glade plugins and stuff all over your house, that stuff really, really builds up in their system. It can be super toxic. Yeah, I mean, I would get rid of those regardless. For your, if, for your family you, and you yourself. If you by chance are listening to this podcast and you don't have a pet, I would still get, get yeah. rid of those things. They I don't. Are, uh, essential oils, okay, good. depends on the brains that you're doing. But like those plugins and stuff, they diffuse into the air and then settle on your surfaces. And your dogs and cats come around, shuffle their feet around, which they absorb things through their feet to begin with. Um, but then they lick their toes and they're just, you know, sucking up all of those chemicals you cleaned your house with and stuff like that. So we use um, at least natural based cleaners on the floors, but mostly just do like a water wash um i'll burn a candle like once in a blue moon yeah um in one part of the house while the windows are open yeah you know other than that um i'm crazy about that because that's such an easy thing to avoid like 
If you like the smells, that's fine. I get it. Do some essential oils, but I think you'll notice that after a while of not doing that, you won't care anymore. Um, yeah, our, you know, and the pets are super sensitive to it, headaches. and now I've become super sensitive to it now that we've kind of cleaned up all that up around yeah. our house. I mean, we're using like I don't even know what we we are we don't use detergent anymore. We use like apple it's like no distilled vinegar and something yeah. else for our laundry. My mom so, will give up the uh, the gain laundry detergent, but it drives me nuts. It smells so good though. It does, it does, but it, <laughs> it I can't like. There's only certain candles I can do that don't give me headaches now. Our cleaners came in one time and they had like a new person who used Fabuloso in my room. And I don't know if you know that, but that's like I don't. super scented cleaner. It's like the purple stuff. Ooh. Um, and I instant migraine. I can't yeah. do it anymore. I can't do colognes or perfumes. Um, and it's weird. I always loved that stuff and i, I love yeah. candles i could spend like an hour in the candle aisle oh for sure yeah candle season like you start hitting fall and you get the now they have those wood wicks and oh yeah i'm just i'm all about oh, yeah. that it's I hard, it's hard to pass it up i can do the like more herbly ones and like musky type ones or just like a eucalyptus and, and leather. sea salt <laughs> i do i like the manly ones like the manly yeah, indulgence like too. cologne yeah. and maybe not tobacco cologne, yeah tobacco leaf yeah and tobacco sage. and oak yeah <laughs> yeah um, but no, the wood wick though is really important though. I, I like to have like a, I want it to be like a small little campfire in my kitchen. What are we talking about? Yeah. We're, talk, <laughs> no. we're talking about senior dogs. Um, so reduce the toxins in your house. That's <clears> going <throat> to reduce the toxins that are going into their body. That's yeah, taxing that's their about. organs because that's going to be your kidney and liver that take the brute of those chemicals you're getting in. Lawn, um, lawn chemicals. We've um, talked about this before, but yeah, I mean. That's I, why I love, I'm preaching Benisafe now that they're selling a little yep. bit more widely. Um, um, well, that's, you know, flea and tick stuff. Um, yeah, that's, but I'm skipping that thing here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just don't spray your yard with the, uh, the yard, the, um, the chemicals. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately it's, you have things. to not even just know if you're doing it, if your neighbors are doing yeah, it. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And the people down the street are doing it, then you're just kind of screwed. And I've seen that, you know, Correlation or causation, we don't know, but I've seen it end up in, you know, lymphoma for dogs and stuff like yeah. that from lawn chemicals that they swear are safe for pets. And safe. But okay. they're so safe that they have to put a sign on the yard to say, don't, yeah. don't, kids don't step on this for And a it few runs days. off and it affects yeah. wildlife. I just, just grass is overrated, but it's, I get dandelions it. Dandelions are fine. I, I mean, like I don't know. Why, why do people hate And on then dandelions? once they, once the dandelions go away, then you get the puffballs, just mow it down. You just mow it. Yeah. Just keep, you know, you um, mow grass and then you'll be good. Dandelions are important. Um, and nutritious. Yes, um, they are. Good for the liver, believe good it or not. for the Isn't liver. You know who's it? Doesn't uh, crude carnivore use dandelion Yes, greens? she does. Dandelion root. Yeah. Yeah, dandelion we greens, love yeah. Um, super important. Super um, nutritious. So, yeah, and then flea and tick is a big one. Oh, my God. I die inside a little bit every single time that I see somebody putting them on their dogs. I just... It's, uh, it's really catching on, though. Like, uh how bad these you know because a lot of countries are banning them you know new zealand did that study where they're finding it in unsafe levels of children yeah. that live in the same household or these pets with these conventional flea and tick drugs they're uh in the uk they've done like just on the the, the damage it's done to the ecosystems from the runoff of these drugs from the I dogs full, like I'm it's full-heartedly it's telling bad. you you could offer me one million dollars and i don't think that you that would work i don't think i could put those chemicals on my dogs I have to put them on foster dogs sometimes because I'm yeah. contractually, contractually obli obligated. Wow, that's hard to say. And I have like a panic attack every time. I just, I'm like, this is it. This, what if this one dose of this one chemical triggers? Because I'm very certain that that's what caused the immune modulated hemolytic anemia. So the yeah. um, like autoimmune disorder that killed um, this little dog that I was going to adopt, Ollie. Um, and with, I mean, just my holistic vet around, said, like, oh, you gave him Brevecto. It was the Brevecto. And to hear that from a vet and then everybody else is like, no, 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 no. But he was a, he had heartworm. So he was already immune challenged, um, gave him Brevecto and not three weeks later, his body started attacking its blood. Now, years later, I'm seeing from source after source after source that IMHA is a pretty Decently common serious side effect of Brevecto, mm. Simperico, yeah. Nexgard, yeah. um, and things like that. And I'm like, fantastic. Yeah. But at the time, I was freaking out to the 
board members of the the rescue and they refuse to do it. But I do get it. They get a lot of dogs in that have Lyme disease and, you know, heartworm and things like that. Um, but you could not pay With me. Lyme disease, my thing is, are they showing symptoms? Because yeah. my if I was in Vegas and I was Tank a betting my, man, I would say no because yeah. 98% to 99% of dogs that have Lyme disease never show any they symptoms. Can, they so. can test positive for Lyme just after the vaccine. Yeah, that too. Um, because they do the just antigen test. Mm -hmm. So any presence of it, yeah. And I, I've been, I've actually had a lot of people recently with dogs testing positive for Lyme. Um, and I'm not saying don't take it seriously. I told them probably do the, do the doxycycline it's going to suck, mm -hmm. support their body, but it is, Lyme is very serious if it is um, an, a, an infection. Um, it's interesting but, that it doesn't really affect canine populations, wild canid populations. Yeah. Like they're outside all the time. Yeah. 365 days a year, all day. Well, they have different, different coats maybe, but yeah, well, I've just been hearing a, a lot about it more. They're eating appropriate diet and they're getting yeah. uh, exercise. Stronger immune they're, Yeah, and immune systems, will, immune systems will fight these diseases, Lyme yeah. disease, heartworm. The body will attack internal parasites. All right, all right. So how did, how did GGR, Girls Gone Raw Pet Health, get started? Well, you know, I'd spent my whole life watching our dogs suffer from chronic yeast infections, arthritis, GI issues, and cancer. And after finishing my veterinary science degree and working in the pet food industry for a while, I was exhausted by all of the BS and misinformation being fed to pets and pet owners and decided to take a stand on it. My mission from the beginning has been to be transparent, provide reliable nutrition education, and only use ingredients that actually benefit our pet carnivores. That's amazing because it's, it's really hard to sort out the good from the, the sketchy in the pet food realm. Pet owners just want to do what's what's best for their animals. Yeah, and that's exactly why we use our social platforms to educate rather than advertise. And we work with amazing health-focused independent retailers like yourself all over the country. We want to help pet owners feel confident about what they're giving their pets and empower them to boost their pet's health and longevity to its full potential. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health or check us out online at girlsgonerawpet.com to see our small batch dehydrated treats and chews and to get tips on how you can improve your pet's health naturally. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the fangs and fur podcast come true. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? They're whole food ingredients. They don't use any synthetics, and it's real simple. When they come into fangs and fur, I'll always pull out a box of Steve's Real Food, and I'll show them what's in their food. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony, or visit stevesrealfood.com. Flea and Tick, I really love the Wildly Blended um or you can use what Earth Animal has one. We do like the Earth Animal powders. one. And uh, I know for some people, the herbal powders can be kind of tough because they, they do require a lot like per day, the powder. Um, sometimes if I feel like it's too much, I will, maybe I'll just do half just to try yeah. to get some Sounds of it. Better in my than dog. None. Yeah. yeah. And I know that they are working on a tablet. So hmm. maybe by end or of like this year or next or year, they'll have, yeah, I could chew. Um, yeah. So that could be a really, better option. Yeah, my dogs don't seem to mind it. And I do it twice a day starting pretty much as soon as I start seeing bugs. Um, yeah, earlier, the, I mean, early before, make, yeah, March, early March. But I know last March. year before I started doing the Wildly Blended, we did have a couple ticks there. The dogs were picking them up at the lake. And like, we do not have them on our property. I think I've maybe got one tick from our property ever. Yeah. Um. But I check the dogs frequently. I brush them. <clears throat> and then I do the wonder side boat. I was just like, we were on the boat. I just kind yeah. of took them off to pee, got them yeah. back on. And she had ticks like four weeks in a row. Started them on the Wildly Blended. Didn't get another one for the rest of the summer. Um, yeah. And I'm not even diligent about the wonder side or, you know, the topical spray. You can make it yourself. Um, there's lots of brands out there now. But I have seen wonder side. Yeah, we use Wonderside. Um, kill a tick on yeah. contact. Um, this stuff's great. I mean, we use it on ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, our I like kids. the smell. Um, yeah, yeah, I douse myself. I douse my face. Uh, keeps the mosquitoes away too, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another good way to keep, you know, obviously the toxins out. Another good option. I've never used the amber collars, though I've heard good things about them. I used one for teething, but I don't know. It's fine. They're kind of expensive. I just think there's more cost-effective ways. It was ways. like 30 bucks for the... Yeah, so I also I just don't keep ones? collars on my dogs. I know, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I don't keep collars um, on my dogs. So, so look, there's apparently amber secretes some kind of acid that... No, it's a 
electromagnetic wave. It's uh, something with the static on the I fur. I heard it was an acid thing. So, so it's, yeah. That's one of those things that's a little that's woo-woo. I mean, I like the crunchy stuff, but it's like, I need some, a well, little bit of proof at least. I was, I was with Liz the other day and we we're talking, I was going to buy one just to test it, just to put it on June, just be like, oh, I'll see if this works. This yeah, summer. but you'd have to completely stop everything else that you're doing. Because then is it the collar or is it just yeah. the stuff you're doing? Yeah. You got to take away everything else. I mean, she's um, they also the are powder. cute. I, you know, I think they're kind of cute. So, well, I mean, get one. Why not? Yeah. Can't uh, hurt. I almost got one, but I'm my dogs are doing fine. We also don't really hike with these two anymore. Yeah, I think the best thing is to do is, through. you know, keep your yard short. Keep your, if yeah. you're going to go on a trail with your dog, keep them in the middle of the trail and always check afterwards and keep them away from long grass. Yeah. Just get a flea comb. <laughs> a flea comb. Yeah. Well, fleas are, yeah. And go over those hot spots. Feel your dogs up. And what was the... That wonder side that made a bar soap, like a flea and take bar soap. They do, uh, yeah, I think they do have a flea and take yeah. bar one. Because I think Earth I, I just use that after we after we do go hiking and swimming and stuff with the dogs. Yeah. I always do that. Check their gum lines, check their normal spots in the ears. Um, Belle got a tick like right in her whiskers, like right on her lip. Mm-hmm. So check them head to toe. Um, you don't cover yourself in chemicals because you know that it's kind of sketchy, you know. Don't do it for your dogs. If you want to spray maybe something more potent on a collar or on a shirt or a bandana or something for them, do that. That's fine. Um, but that, yeah, I think that that also goes into immune health. Well, yeah, and this, uh, as, as it's, it's you know, with, with dogs getting older and aging and becoming more susceptible to different things, I think trying to decrease that toxic load is really important to yeah. end up in that one. Um, and... Immune support. Yeah, immune support. Keeping their immune system strong is also going to help them fight these things. Um, So what do you do for immune support? I like mushroom blends um, and just fresh fresh biologically active foods. Yeah. Because feeding bacteria keeps their immune system taxed and a, a, you know, challenged immune system is a strong immune system, generally speaking. Yeah, we do. Uh, so Mozzie gets turkey tail for its mm-hmm. anti-cancer properties. Um, not that he has cancer, knock on wood, but trying to keep it away. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, I think we are having a podcast with Real Mushrooms with Dr. Rob and Joni here in a couple weeks, maybe-ish. Cool. Um, so we'll talk about more mushrooms. I don't really know too much about mushrooms besides some of their benefits and what different ones do. I know lion's mane is good for cognitive health, so we've used yeah. that one, but I don't want to get into that yet. I think but, like the three big benefits are immune health, um, cognitive health, and anti-cancer. Yeah. Um, I know there's digestive benefits, but that's, you know, just from the the proteins themselves. Well, yeah, and Adored Beast uses uh, turkey tail as a prebiotic mm-hmm. in the wolf probiotic which is yeah. very interesting that was a cool podcast that you did yeah. with her. that was a good one um, um but immune yeah and then lots and lots and lots of fresh probiotics from different sources all the time because the gut is the first line of immune defense for your dogs that's a good point so don't keep using the same probiotic uh, we rotate every time i mm-hmm. i go through a little carton of adored beast uh probiotics and then i'll switch to a different probiotic and i'll switch to a different one yeah we pretty much go through their whole line um, I even sometimes have two that I'm pulsing in between at the same time uh, just yeah. to keep their guts. I rotate, mix, swap, basically kefir and the Gussie's gut are my two Yeah. right now. I do want to try the Adored Beast. I just, you know, there's so many out there. No, like yeah, there's, there's some good but, ones out there. Um, there's some bad ones out there too. Yeah, anything um, that doesn't have... You like, want 10 billion CFUs or more. You want to be in the billions for sure. You want multi-strands, you want canine-derived, um, you want a pre- and probiotic. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, but definitely support the gut. Um, that will keep their immune system strong for the most part. Um, and then kind of while we're on the subject of mushrooms, cognitive health is a big subject for me because, like I said, I've been dealing with dementia with Bell. Um we know as a fact that it's dementia, it started off as just kind of her getting up and kind of pacing in the middle of the night, her not responding to cues and commands that she's known her whole life, um, randomly going off her food, um, just kind of wandering off and seeming kind of out of it. 
Um, and they were just random for a while. And then it got more and more severe. And this is, you know, pretty common now. I'd say like dementia in dogs, sundowners, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, what do they call it? CDD, cognitive, canine cognitive dysfunction, CCD is the like term for it. But um, my veterinarian recommended, because her episodes were getting severe, she was walking in the road. She was like running away, which is not like her. So we... Um, Started her on MCT oil um, that was suggested by my vet. And I really think that I saw reduction in, uh, in the severity of the symptoms. Hmm. Um, and that was cool for me to actually physically see. They went from, you know, a pretty steady background to like occasional mild symptoms. Like she would get restless rather yeah. than her stopping eating for a week. And when I ran out of my bottle of MCT oil for a bit and forgot to order more, um, these symptoms started to get severe again. Yeah. She walked into the road. She, Her personality changes and things like that. And now I have her back on it. But, you know, I was looking it up. This is getting used heavily in um, human medicine. I don't completely understand it. It has to do with ketosis. But the thing about MCT oil is it's like a super ultra-refined coconut oil, um, medium-chain triglycerides that yep. aren't in fish oil or anything like that. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's, I mean, the brain is, is mostly fat tissue, so you're really supporting yeah. the brain with I tried to. I tried to fats. figure out more healthy about it, fats. but it's complicated. Um, but that's an easy thing to add in. Pretty I cheap. Do. I just got like a big bottle of organic MCT oil. On well, I wonder if it's like uh, Amazon. I was going to ask you if it was if it's like fish oil. Like you have to be very careful about how it's processed and packaged and where it's manufactured I, and things. Like I that. am. I would think so. It's a refined product. Yeah. You know, um, I was just I was getting organic. It wasn't any more expensive really than yeah. normal. And there's a lot of great options. Um, because it's a health food, so pretty much I think the people producing it are these health food suppliers. Right. So yeah, a lot of people like on like the bullet coffees and stuff like that with MCT yeah. oil in it. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Um, well, it can help with lean muscle as well. That's why a lot of people do the bulletproof coffee. Yeah. But um, they're using it for Alzheimer's dementia in humans, for seizures, um, epilepsy, things like that. Um, so that's something I've really loved. We also do, yeah, mushrooms. While we're talking about oils too, I think omega-3s is important for mm -hmm. senior dogs. So we, we do, personally, we do the Adored Beast, uh, the uh, potency omega-3. Um, it's just, you know, with the with the onset of inflammation during the aging process, you yeah. know, you, wanna, you definitely want to supplement with a high-quality omega-3. So I always tell people, even if it's not the adored beast one, you can do a different one. I would look for like a molecular distillation, like they're using molecular distillation to um, extract the oil. Um, it's better than, from what I've researched, it's better than cold pressed. Cold pressed isn't really actually cold. They actually do use um, a level of heat in there and it's better than the CO2 extraction as well. And then some companies even use like butane and some other chemicals to separate it. So you definitely don't want that either, but from what I understand, uh, the molecular distillation is, you know, they, it is, they do use a low heat, but in a vacuum. So it prevents it from oxidizing. Mm. Um, but interesting enough, the dog risk study out of uh, Helsinki, Finland, um, one of the big things they've come out with is they, they did a study that showed that dogs eating a uh, commercially prepared raw food diet with omega-3 supplemented were the longest living dogs. So, mm. um, it's never a bad idea to to supplement with a quality omega three. Yeah, that's one of those things that I, you can't really you can have too much because you don't want to throw off the three to six balance too much. But it's yeah, it's something that pretty much everyone is lacking. Well, especially with dogs that are on like a processed diet, they're they're already so out of whack. Like too much omega, it's already so inflammatory with omega sixes that mm -hmm. they, they they could get as much omega threes yeah. as they can get. Yeah, that's true for the most part. Um, Another, you know, you sell green lip muscles. That's another great, mm -hmm. easy supplement to feed because they love it. Um, yeah. I, I always tell people like with your muscles, like you just give like one a day, one or two a day. And that's just more, treat it like more like a depends supplement. On the, yeah, it depends on the size of the dog. Yeah. Because I'm like, I do the freeze-dried green lip muscle powder. 
mm-hmm. um, just because it's easier to dose with my tiny dog. Um, and I do it. I mean, you could space it out, but I you could give you know a bigger chunk. Yeah, once a day or once every two days. But that's so really it's good. It's it's just they're pretty. It's pretty powerful. Uh, it is uh, anti-inflammatory. I mean, it's it's got glycaminoglycans, which are you know cartilage builders. Um, also, pull moisture into the joint. Really good for the synovial yeah. fluid around the joint. So well, that's the um, greenlet muscles are like the most potent source of all of those joint supportive. Yeah, and immune supportive things. So it really is like a fifteen and one treat. That's also very minimally processed. If you can yeah. get fresh ones, heck yeah. Like I said a million yeah. times, I'll never tell people that dried is better than fresh. Um, well, you know, interesting enough, I think the freeze-dried or dehydrated is better than the canned. Canned, they I can did, see. It depends on what they're they in. They did a study. They, they used to not think that these were really effective with joint health. Um, this was like back in the 80s when they didn't have their packaging. It wasn't as good, and freeze-drying mm-hmm. wasn't really such a thing then. Um, but then, since then, they've re kind of opened these studies and found that they're way more effective when they're either kept fresh or freeze dried. I can see that because uh, those omega threes and stuff are super volatile. Right. So I could see them breaking down in a can um, more than freeze dried. Kind yep. of, I think, pauses that that process because you're taking all the, the waters out. Um, yeah, and then what's was I, say? I do i do eggshell membranes too we talked you and i talked about I this tried so hard to you're peel like the why do people out. do this but if you I have time and you want to peel that membrane outside you know if you're making eggs and you want to mm-hmm. peel that the membrane from the inside of the egg it's got some real it's got glucosamine and uh higher higher i can never say hyaluronic this hyaluronic acid, acid chondroitin collagen all these yeah. things um it's super bioavailable for them. so it's pretty much pulling all the that skeletal <laughs> joint um yeah. Uh, nutrients from the shell into the actual egg and so it's uh my dogs love them so some dogs that don't eat shells they'll really like that yeah and that's why i like the quail egg powder because i yeah grind it up into that i use the whole the whole egg with that this is dr jim carlson we look forward to seeing you at lifetime pet wellness center we have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine dentistry and surgery as well as integrative options such as acupuncture chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family, and that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. But while we're on, I think that's a good transition to joint health because that's pretty much, I think, the biggest affliction. Um, my one plea, and this is like me literally begging people, keep your older pets at a healthy weight. Having them overweight um, in their senior years is going to, to tax their organs. It's going to tax their joints. It's going to you know, put more pressure on their heart and things like that. Um, I know exercise is hard when they get old. Start when they're still, you know, healthy. Um, yes. It's one of the easiest ways that you can prevent a lot of disease, but so many obesity-driven health conditions and stuff. And their joints are just, they're going to have a hard time on their own. It's easier to get on and off a couch with sore joints when you're actually in On the shape. lighter side. On the lighter side. Yeah, I dogs, my dog's, I mean, very obviously... Fit. Their metabolism is going to slow down when they age. Their uh, willingness to exercise and exert energy is going to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to start gaining weight if you're if you're not looking out, um, if you're not watching out. So, um, I mean, similar to humans. Yeah. Um, and so you know, keeping them exercise, keeping their blood flowing, um, is going to be good. You know, take them for walks still. Um, 
work on training with Belle. I work on like backing up exercises and stuff because her hind end is weak. Um, but yeah, keep them fit. That'll take some pressure off of their joints and keep them happier um, longer. I can almost guarantee. Don't let them get, you know, skinny, skinny because they need the fats and stuff to help support their body um, as they get a little bit weaker. But um, you want to be able to easily palpate the ribs and then you want to have that tuck under the belly. And I don't care if you have a lab or a golden retriever or a bulldog or whatever, look up the ideal condition for those dogs and, and, and work towards that, you know, at least a little bit, um, your dog will thank you for it. Um, it's the number one thing that that upsets me. They're like, oh, well, he's old. You know, he's just a couch potato. My dog literally sleeps, I think, 20 hours a day. Yeah. And she's in perfect shape. Yeah. Um, I manage that with diet. Yeah, just understand no that they're, gonna, going, they're going to, they're going to, they're, I mean, Mozzie used to eat, uh, I think I used to feed him like, I mean, I think he was eating 16 ounces. He's eating a pound of food a day. He's a 30 pound dog. Mm -hmm. He's just, you know, he's really active and, and young and he's an Australian shepherd and he's down to seven ounces right now. He gets yeah. seven ounces of answers food a day. If he's giving answers, if I'm doing Steve's or small batch, he's getting a little bit more, but it's, you know, seven, eight, nine ounces a day, nothing more than that. So you just got to pay attention because we'll start gaining weight fast. And yeah. then that's, you know, he's still active. So if I'm not paying attention, you know, that could be, uh, that Bell could be gains a, and loses weight, a so ligament quickly. or, you know, who knows what yeah, ACLs out, you know, and so. stuff too, are popping left and right now these days, keeping yep. your dogs light and, and in, in lean. shape, some good muscle on them is going to help them. Um, but like I said, things that you want to start kind of earlier in life, I, we started doing turmeric with our labs at maybe four years old. Seven yeah. is considered senior years for a Labrador. Um, and like you said, the bigger the dog, the younger that goes, um, maybe five or six of those giant breeds, eight to 10 or whatever for smaller breeds. Um, and you want to start reducing inflammation early because the inflammation causes the tissue buildup in the joints that then becomes arthritis. Um, so turmeric is an easy one. I obviously am a big fan of it. I sell multiple turmeric, um, supplements, um, but there's a lot out there, um, to help reduce the inflammation in, in the beginning. And then that's going to support them later on. So Belle has her spondylosis, but other than that, her hips are strong. Her elbows are strong. Um, and that's crazy for And with turmeric, you want to be pretty consistent with it, right? You want to use it twice a day if you can, every yeah. day. Ideally, if you're not doing it consistently, that is not going to be able to build up in the body and it's going to be pretty much, I don't want to say useless, it's just not going to be effective. That's you're probably effective. not going to see symptom yeah. reduction. It's not a pill, not a magic pill. It's something that you got to do constantly and keep up on, but it's easy and you just yeah. splash. That's why I like the golden, the golden milk. milk splash, on, yeah. splash on a meal. I'll do like a couple months on and then I'll take, you know, a week or two off, let yeah. their, you know, um, let it go back down to you know zero in their body mm -hmm. um because Working you do you get up. used to things yeah um i i i couldn't talk about could talk i could not talk about senior pets without talking about the phytoplankton what? for me uh well for i like for <clears throat> for mozzie and foxy my two older dogs it's just a it's just a super powerful antioxidant so we didn't really talk about antioxidants, but antibiotics, antioxidants mm -hmm. obviously slow the aging process down. Yeah. They boost the immune system. They fight, you know, they fight free radicals. So they, you know, these radical um, cells that are da damaging DNA. Um, what is that? Oxygen free um, radicals. Yeah, they're basically you. little molecules that go around the body and just cause damage. Wreak havoc. Um, so getting a really awesome super bioavailable source of uh, i think it's superoxide dismutase is the the king of antioxidants that's in the phytoplankton um so we use the um, phytosynergy which is also sustainable um we also so i'll use that and then i'll pulse it with the uh, solutions has an immune supplement solutions prep products has an immune supplement that has uh, i'll probably butcher this astaxanthin in it um 
So, which is derived from microalgae, helps protect the brain and yeah. uh, the joints and eye and heart. I was gonna say, I do. Like that, so. We do blue spirulina. Um, mushrooms has antioxidants. Turmeric has antioxidants. And um, gosh, something else. Oh, the uh, the cranberry powder. It's like a cranberry blueberry oh, yeah. freeze dried blend. Yeah. Um. So that's what you know. Blueberries. Urinary berry or whatever. Yeah, blueberries are an easy one. Yeah, it's I use it for urinary. Sometimes I just use it as an antioxidant because it's an easy yeah. thing to scoop in there. You can also smash blueberries. Dogs love them. Um, you need a lot of them, but it's it's yeah, such an easy thing for people to add in. The texture can be a weird form, at least for mozzie. But yeah, I do like the phytosynergy just because it's like it's one of the few foods mm -hmm. that like absorbs into their membrane before they even swallow it. So it's like it's super bioavailable to them. Um, just really good for senior dogs. And it's like, you only need a small amount on their food. Yeah. Um, I try to take it when I remember myself, to be honest with you. But Super cool. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite ones. So, so yeah, antioxidants are definitely a good way. That that goes back to whole body support because those oxygen-free radicals just wreak havoc everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that's being studied more and more and more and more in the aging process is slowing and reversing aging by, you know, pumping lots of antioxidants with it um, on top of other things. Right on, right on. Um, and then, you know, I am a big fan of chiropractic for senior dogs. Um, yeah. Both of mine get it. I should be doing it more regularly, but things just got kind of crazy. Um, it's not usually that expensive. Um, things get out of whack. Their joints and ligaments are loosening and things are shifting. Um, it's a great way to make sure it can affect their digestion. Yeah. Um, bad chiropractic, you know, alignment. Um, I suggest for everybody, you know, it's getting bigger for horses especially, but what? find, oh yeah, it's a whole thing. Horses they, have a lot of bones and they're like real big. Weights or something? How are they doing that? A lot of elbow grease. Yeah, they're like, they're their whole body. Yeah, like with the running yeah. start. Like, I don't understand how you... But, yeah, and it's a lot of just, like, strategic stretching and, like, hyperflexion. Yeah, okay. Um, but all of my dogs get chiropractic, and they love it. Um, find a vet near you that offers it, or, like, they even have um, clinics that specifically do chiropractic yeah. and acupuncture for dogs. Yeah, they would be specifically trained for it. So, like, lifetime, lifetime... Pet Wellness Center here in Columbus, they do it. Uh, Mozzie's had some adjustments. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I was going to them, and then I found one near me that does it. But there's actually a couple yeah. by me. Um, you can usually just Google it or, like, ask on a Facebook page. That's what somebody, I think I asked, and tons and tons of people came back. Um, and it is getting a lot more popular. such an easy and relatively cost-effective way to keep your dogs moving. Yeah. Um, you'll have to do a couple at a time, but it's, um, I just think a really Honestly, good thing. He likes it. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Cause he's always kind of nervous at the vet, but then like Sunshine when too. Dr. Carlson starts doing his thing, he's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Sunshine's pelvis is like tilted basically. And she has really bad hips with it. So we were yeah. doing weekly chiropractic for a while to try to get it back aligned and she always is wagging her tail and smooching yeah. on the vet afterwards. It feels yeah. good. Like it's um, showing I good also signs. feel the same because I go to the chiropractor all the time. I have scoliosis. So yeah. yeah, I just think, you know, keeping on top of joint health, reducing inflammation, keeping them exercised and keeping them in good shape. Weight off. Yep. Um, with cognitive health, you know, you can do supplements, but also just keep them enriched. Yes. So don't just, don't just because they can sit on the couch ten hours a day. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, I scatter feed with Bell. We love the platters. Bell stopped eating out of a bowl completely, and we'll only eat off of the mind pet platters now. Both yeah. the girls um, are doing them. Um, shoes. Oh, and especially for joint health too. Bones. Um, yeah. Bones have that nutrition. I give them both, and and apparently anti cancer properties. Um, yeah, Doctor Billing here said, said that yeah. wild. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't know that, but um, big raw bones, the marrow in the middle of, you know, soup bones, you can just get at the butcher for stupid cheap, yeah. you know? If you can get good locally, you know, locally grown fresh ones or like grass-fed ones, fantastic. I like the knuckle bones because it has tons and tons of cartilage and connective tissue on the outside for them to 
chew that then supports their own cartilage and connective tissues. Um, and it keeps their teeth, uh, their teeth clean too, um, which is important because that's and, uh, dental diseases. Yeah, nature's toothbrushes and help clear those anal glands out yeah. as well. Um, they're raw, meaty bones. But yeah, mental Tricky stimulation nuts. is a big one. Um, yeah. yeah, and even something as simple as giving your dog a knuckle bone can be extremely stimulating for them and yeah. keep them occupied for a long time. So It's the same thing with horses. They say once you stop riding them, it's pretty much you know, they, they start to go downhill. It's that mm. mental simulation and like light exercise. Even if you're just walking them around, take them on sniffaris, let them sniff, yeah. let them use their brains, let them use their instincts, let areas. them piss yeah. on 800 trees. They're using their brains and it's keeping them happy. Um, yeah, because you want to keep things flowing. As soon as you stop enriching them, then they're just really going to slow down. Yeah, keep moving. Um Musculoskeletal is always hard with older dogs. I feel it. My body hurts all the time. Chiropractic is an easy way to manage that. Light exercise is a good way to manage that. And then always just keeping their immune system strong. Well, you've kind of jumped into just like, I mean, you you started doing CrossFit and then Tough Mudders. <laughs> it's it's kind of, that's on you. I, uh, At this it's point, everything? it's on you. Yeah, my, uh, my knees. You could just like lift weights and run on a treadmill and stuff. You don't have to jump in mud puddles. Nonsense. Muscle mommies. Let's go. Okay. Muscle mommies. <laughs> Um, well, sweet. I think that, I think there's a lot of, uh, good takeaways there for people with senior pets. Yeah. So it doesn't um, always have to be 8,000 supplements. A lot of it's just kind of switching your lifestyle, um, adding some fresh foods in, making sure you keep them busy and maybe pick one or two things that your dog is specifically struggling with. Are their joints really bad, but their brain is fine. Okay. Focus on an anti-inflammatory um, or like some fresh foods that are going to support the joints, like bones and green lip muscles and stuff yeah. like that. Pick one at least, you know, and support their body. This is not the time to give up on them. Um, dogs are living sometimes older and older, but at the same time, dogs are dying, dying sooner and sooner. Yeah. Um, because of this industry, I think the life expectancy of a French bulldog is now five years. Yep. Is um, it really? Yeah. Five or six. It was it was shockingly low, um, especially with these like keystone breeds or whatever you want yeah. to call it that have just been bred and bred and bred and bred. Um, I don't think I'll ever get a lab again because I just can't handle the genetic issues that we've had, yeah. even in well-bred labs. Yeah, um, cancers and stuff like that. But um, tons of good stuff to do and it, the foods you yeah. do add just make sure they're not the inflammatory foods yeah and just you know keep I mean? in mind also 60 what do they say 60% of dogs and cats now are getting cancer. or dying from cancer Yeah. so stay on top of it reduce the, the toxins in their body because it's just you got to do what you can because you can't control everything and I've said this before and I'll say it again you know when you're with, with dry food or processed food all that's what, 40 to 60% carbohydrates, all those carbohydrates are converting to sugar. And what feeds on sugar is cancer, mm -hmm. inflammation. Um, and so obviously the, as much of that as we can decrease with some more added fresh food, yeah, the better. So. And also um, foster and adopt senior dogs. They love you and they're easy and they sleep. Well, not if I have to do, sorry, it's gonna be controversial. <laughs> not if I have to do conventional flea and tick meds. I got three kids. I don't want them around that crap. Eh, then you just foster fail them all. Ugh, yeah, I can't. I cannot. That's one of the Like, obviously, I don't want my Mozzie and my dogs to be exposed to that stuff. But like, thinking that my kids are gonna be cuddling and petting, I and I'm like, God, gotta be honest with you. I, oh God, and I hope that none of my coordinators. I nine percent of the time didn't do it. I either donated. Uh, do we need to edit this or? Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> I, I'm out. sorry, I couldn't do it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to around my kids, and I have cats that are all over the dogs. Oh, the cats and I is was another like, thing. I yeah, would... cats. How many? It's I can't remember the average. Like two or two hundred a year. Don't quote me on that. Two or three hundred a year, I think, have a die from yeah. not being on the meds, but from the dog cat, in the house. Yeah, being on those meds near a dog that just got a dose, and it's like instant death. Yeah. Mm. So I'm crazy about that. Um, but there's a lot of senior dogs that just need a couch to crash on. You can do forever fostering kind of deal where they just, um, need, you know, some, some love for the rest of their life, but yeah, give them a, a chance. Idea. Everyone's like, Oh, I just can't think about losing them. But like, also they're so easy and they deserve it. They deserve it.
And most rescues will um, sponsor their their medications if they have health issues. Um, but that's my shtick. It's a good way to end it. Take okay. care of your old pets and adopt yeah. some if you if you if hug you can your dog. Do. Hug your dog. And stop expecting low. They can live forever, as far as I'm aware. Also, read the Forever Dog book. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's dogs living into their 30s out there, so. Don't don't get complacent and and be okay with nine or ten years old just because oh yeah. he's pretty old. No, that's like no. that's like mid age. I would th- I, I, I like know. to think Mozzie right now at twelve is just like he's he's kind of going through like a midlife crisis. Maybe I go just kind of yeah. hitting, just maybe kind of hitting it. Bell's good still, yeah. It's maybe quarter life crisis, but, hopefully. Yeah, sunshine's over here, ten years old. Her hips suck, but she is killing it. Um, I don't know. She looks like <laughs> she hasn't she's, moved since she's been in here. <laughs> likes to sleep okay, okay. She's, all right she's, fair she's enough fine. everything's fine fair enough you check your pulse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right good all right all right thanks talk thanks. to you soon see ya so if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast you can find us a few different ways you can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com you can find us on our website fangsfur.com or you can direct message us on instagram at fangs and fur pets The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.